Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. I am happy to say that your Golden State Warriors are headed back to the NBA Finals for the sixth time in eight years, which apparently matches Michael Jordan's run with the Bulls. I actually remember that. I was in college in Chicago for that second three-peat. But man, this was such a satisfying feeling. I think we're all kind of uh, drunk from the win. To me, it's like you have to take a step back, right? Like the mission, quote unquote, the mission is not accomplished. You want to win a title. But just to get back to that stage is impressive. You know, I'll be honest, and you can even go back to some of the earlier episodes of this podcast. Like, I always felt that the Warriors had a very good chance to make it to the finals and win the title. A lot of things had to break right for them. You know, Jordan Poole had to continue to improve from the end of last season. Klay Thompson had to come back and be at least 70% of who he is. Although with Clay, it's like he's either like 95% or like 65%. It varies in between there. But it's good to know that he can get up to like 90, 95%, you know, and then keeping the old guys healthy, like Draymond and Steph. I mean, both those guys dealt with their own injuries this year. And then making sure that the young guys and the new guys could adapt right? Preparing them for what Steve Kerr, the coaching staff, the veterans, what they knew was coming. The playoffs, bright lights, the pressure, the scrutiny, the talking heads, all that stuff. And more or less, it's all worked out. It's crazy because I've talked about this in previous episodes since Clay's been back. It's like, you know, in the 2019 finals, when he tore his ACL, it was just a crushing, crushing blow. It was crushing to me that that was the last game at Oracle, Oakland Coliseum, as we used to call it, you know, back in the day. And that's where I used to watch all the games as a kid. So thinking that maybe that was the end of the run potentially was painful. I mean, you always had hope with Steph, with Draymond, with the hope of Clay coming back, but you never really, really knew. I mean, look at Steph last season, man. That seems like ages ago, right? where he carried this team on his back, where he was an MVP candidate for pretty much the whole season. And he was breaking records and blowing people away with his ability to just take over games still at age 33 at the time, right? There was no one else on that team who could really score. Wiggins, and we know he's not suited for second or third fiddle. And Kelly Oubre Jr., Brad Wanamaker, I mean, they were playing... JTA and Damian Lee a lot, you know, no disrespect to them, but we knew that they were not rotation playoff players, championship players, if you're really, really going to be serious. So it's amazing to see how far they've come. You know, there's just a lot of, a lot of thoughts. They haven't reached the final goal yet. So this is great, you know, but uh, there's a lot more to do. This game, the Warriors, they came out fighting pretty hard. They weren't shooting well. They were taking some bad early shots. Clay was hunting his shots a little bit. He hit his first three and then he missed badly and then he made it two and then he missed badly again. And I said before the game that the Warriors needed at least one of Jordan Poole or Clay Thompson, if not both, 
to play well and to shoot well for them to get over the hump and win this. And thankfully, both of them showed up, right? Clay played 37 minutes, 12 for 25, 8 for 16 from the field, plus 18, 32 points. Jordan Poole, 28 minutes off the bench, 6 for 8, 1 for 3, 3 for 3 from the line, 16 points, 6 assists, 6 boards. I mean, that's pretty good. That's exactly what I was hoping for from them. You're not going to lose a game if those guys are shooting like that, plain and simple. I was so happy to see Clay go off, you know, again, especially for him because he's had such a tough, tough road. You know, I don't know Clay Thompson. <laughs> he makes tens of millions of dollars, you know, in reality, like there's there's people who are way worse off. But just seeing how much he meant to the fan base, to the team, seeing the drama of the ACL tear, and then just like the heartbreak of the Achilles. So you really didn't know if they would get back to this point. And sometimes I would just pause the TV and just look at the fact that Clay was a guy who was on the bench for so long in street clothes. And to finally see him hitting big shots and getting the crowd up on its feet. That's what it was all about for him, that and winning games and getting to the finals. So I'm super happy for him and just all the guys in general. You know, that lasting image of Steph after Clay got hurt, sitting on the ground, arms around his knees, just knowing, knowing that it wasn't going to be a good ending at that point and all that they've been through since then to get to this point. So it's got to be super satisfying. All the hard work, all the mental toughness, all the emotions, all that stuff that you got to go through. (laughs) To a lesser extent, us fans, we went through that, right? You kind of ride or die with those dudes. So to see them like have these ups and downs, it's, uh, you, you know, you feel it. You internalize that stuff. And same thing with this game and same thing with this victory. When the Warriors were up by 17 at half, you know, I called my pops and I was like, what do you think of the game? He's like, oh, you know, they look pretty good. And I said, yeah, you know what they need to do? They need to just come out second half, third quarter, punch the Mavericks in the mouth, get that lead up to 25 or something, and just like tear their hearts out steal any any hope they had left and the Warriors did that you know they got up I believe to 25 but I felt that they got a little too cute right Steph shooting long threes the guys kind of like getting a little lackadaisical and then the Mavericks went on that 14-15-0 run or something towards the end of the third and I was like oh come on you know come on I didn't think that they would really, really give up the lead and lose. I felt like they could flip the switch and turn it back on. And ultimately, they did. And it also looked like, as great as Luka is, he hit some big shots towards the end of the third. But you're crossing your fingers that he was going to miss. Great players can overcome being tired. But he looked tired. He looked tired. He looked frustrated. And he looked like he knew that, you know, with every missed three, it was getting closer and closer to over. But credit to Steve Kerr to just keep the Warriors going. I'm sure he kept his usual positive attitude, his intensity, and encouraged them. I mean, even in the TV interview between the third and the fourth, he seemed calm and he seemed like he knew what the Warriors had to do. And they basically did that. They just executed and brought themselves back to the game a little bit and it was over. Oddly enough, I just got to say, 
I think it was like maybe a minute and a half left. The Warriors staff had just hit a corner three and put the lead up to 16 or something. And after the TV timeout, Jason Kidd, he put all of his subs in, all of his bench guys in. And I was like, yo, man, I've said this a couple times during the season. I'm always surprised how early teams wave the white flag, how early they give up. I got no problem with it. I wanted to win this game and that that uh, ensured that the victory was going to the Warriors. But I was like, yo, the Mavs went on a crazy run in the third quarter. This is the end of your season. Don't you just want to give it a shot? Give it a couple more possessions just to see what could happen. But it is what it is. You know, it was a little anticlimactic in that way, to be honest, because my adrenaline was still up and I was looking for the Mavs to keep fighting but once they quit i was like oh okay uh that that's it yeah well all right whatever but i like the way this team played tonight throughout the playoffs i've said that when the warriors play well they win right they're one of the best teams in the league when they're healthy and when they're all together so when they play well and they're not prone to turnovers slow starts laziness bad fouls missed free throws all that stuff when they play well, they haven't really been beaten. I feel like in game four, they played well. But as I said in the last episode, they let the rope slip when they had Kaminga and Moody in there in the second quarter. And the Mavericks, they just got a ton of confidence and found their shooting stroke. Draymond, he played pretty darn good. He was six for seven from the field, four for four from the line, six boards, nine assists. And 17 points plus 11. You know, I was texting Aaron in Toronto and I was like, Draymond Green, if you notice, that guy has a surprisingly, amazingly soft touch off the backboard when he's driving to the basket full bore, whether in a half court set, whether he's slipping to the basket, doing the fake handoff, or if he's driving in transition. It's kind of crazy to see because, you know, he's a very, very like strong guy and he plays with a lot of energy. A lot of times dudes like that, it goes off the glass too hard. Andrew Wiggins does that a lot, right? He goes with a full head of steam and then kind of bricks it off the, off the backboard sometimes. But Draymond, you know, he was, he was putting the ball in the bucket and they desperately needed that. They needed everybody in this one, you know, they need everybody just to keep pushing and pushing and pushing because the Mavericks were not going to go away. Andrew Wiggins played 40 minutes, seven for 16, 0 for seven from three, which sucks. But if you think about that, the dude was seven for nine from the field, also four for four from the free throw line, 10 boards, two assists, plus nine, 18 points. Andrew Wiggins shot a bunch of threes, but he also went to the basket. He hit a couple big mid-range jumpers. He hit a nice turnaround on the baseline and he looked he looked good. I knew that he was not going to win the new Western Conference Finals Magic Johnson MVP award trophy thing. We all knew that Steph was going to get it. We all knew that Steph deserved it, but I would not have minded <laughs> if Andrew Wiggins got it. It would have been kind of nice, but obviously Steph is the main straw that stirs the drink. Nothing happens without him. And then, you know, Wiggins' stats weren't that great. But if Wiggins won, it would have been kind of like when Andre Iguodala won the 2016 finals. Iguodala won that because he played good defense on LeBron James, who still lit him up. But, you know, that was the, the vibe at the time. But Andrew Wiggins, man, I am stunned. 
again by how consistent he's been. Those four free throws, I was I was surprised. I didn't expect him to make those, but once he hit the first two, I was like, this is this is a good sign about this team and about this game and how focused they are. You know, yes, when they kind of choked away that big lead, they lost some focus, but. Luckily, luckily with their veteran leadership and their coaching and the home crowd, they, like I said, flipped that switch back on. Steph, you know, he didn't have to shoot very well tonight because Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole picked him up. He's only five for 17, 15 points, hit all three of his free throws, nine assists. It was just good. It was just good to see all these guys having fun and being themselves out there. I do have to say again about Clay Thompson, like, the dude played 37 minutes. I mean, that's that's a minor miracle. I know the advancements in sports medicine are much greater than, say, when Dominique Wilkins or even Chauncey Billups tore their Achilles tendons or even Kobe Bryant. But, man, that is a lot. And when you look back, bring them back into the fold in January, and then slowly but surely getting his conditioning back, getting him accustomed to playing with these guys, it all made sense, right? It all made sense. What these Warriors are able to do, what these other teams can't do and don't do, is the Warriors have the almost privilege (laughs) of being able to say, okay, we're looking at our season as starting from game one, to the end of the playoffs. They've done this five times previously. The core has, the coaching staff has. So they're able to look at it, take the long view, as I always say, and say, okay, in this first chunk of the season, we need to do this. And in this chunk, we need to do that. And then the third chunk, we do this, which drives into the playoffs. Yes, hiccups happen, injuries happen, but you know there is a plan. And that plan seems to be working out thus far. I said a couple episodes ago when I was talking to Aaron in Toronto, we were talking about how, you know, are the Warriors peaking at least this season, this iteration of the team? And, you know, hell yes, you want to peak as you're finishing the Western Conference Finals heading into the finals. You know, it remains to be seen. We don't know who the opponent is. We don't know what the Warriors will look like, but they've figured some stuff out. They have. They figured some stuff out about themselves about who they can trust amongst themselves and the effort that they need to put in to win four more games. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total made threes, total rebounds and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Just like every championship team the Warriors have had, every finals team, you know, I love this team, man. I love what they are and what they could become. And I've said this before, and I'll go into it more in the offseason, but this team is just getting started. All those naysayers out there over the summer who were like, trade the picks, get Bradley Beal, 
get rid of Wiggins. I was never for any of those things. I was like, draft Kaminga. I wanted Zaire Williams with the 14th pick. I wanted maybe Davion Mitchell if he fell, but both those guys were gone. But Moody was another guy that was on the radar. And both him and Kaminga, look at this. They're playing in games. They've learned. They've been brought along slowly, but surely enough to have roles when they're needed. And the flexibility of Steve Kerr, his coaching staff, to change up the rotation, Bielitsa, you know, they found him in game four garbage time saying, oh, you know what? He could possibly play against a Mavs team that is slow, unathletic up front, and has a bunch of short dudes, you know? Hey, how about that? They found that. Kaminga didn't play tonight. That's fine, right? So there's a lot of flexibility and all that stuff. But, you know, it's not over and this team is not perfect. But all these steps, all these things along the way, how you like that? You know, everybody, like, what are, what were the trades? What were the trades that people wanted? It was like Wiggins, Wiseman, the picks for Ben Simmons or something. You know, throw in Jordan Poole, Bradley Beal. Pascal Siakam, you know what I'm saying? Like all those guys are good players, but like, why would you trade so much just for that? That being said, again, it's not over, but I still think this team will be better next year. If you look at who's under contract right now for next season, it's Steph, Clay, Draymond, Jonathan Kamenga, Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, James Wiseman, and Andrew Wiggins. That's eight guys and you know there may be a team with eight guys under contract who are better but i don't think so from one to eight you know you could look at the clippers you could look at the denver nuggets but i just don't think so from one to eight i'm getting ahead of myself it's just kind of these thoughts that i have as i look at what this team has done and what they've accomplished so far. And just as, you know, as I said before, as I always do, taking the long view of things. In terms of who I want to see in the finals, I've said I picked Miami and the Warriors to be in the finals at the beginning of the season. And I'm going to stick with that. And even if I didn't, I would want Miami because I've said before, I just think the Celtics, they have such a good defense. They have Marcus Smart, and they have two very dynamic young guys who could go off at any moment. I think that Steph would be the best player in that series, though I think you could make the argument, depending on how Tatum plays, that he could be the best player at any given time. So against the Heat, Steph would be clearly the best player, in my opinion. And I just think you know what you get with the Heat a little bit more clearly. I think there's fewer variables and less variance. And I think that the Warriors could actually take them relatively, like maybe in six games or something. The Celtics, who knows? They might just be able to to reach another level that we haven't seen yet. Because I didn't expect them to play this well in the playoffs at all. I mean, halfway through the season, even someone like Bill Simmons was writing them off, talking about what they need for next year. So the Warriors get seven days off. They get a week off, I believe, June 2nd is when the finals start, regardless of when the East series ends. So this is great for the Warriors. If they won in game four, hey, maybe nine days is too long, you know? (laughs) But I'm glad they closed out in game five because, I mean, you saw Steph roll his ankle 
and it was a really really weird rolling of his ankle because he just was planting his foot and pushing off and his foot just kind of rolled and i was like whoa <laughs> you know he didn't land on anybody he just kind of planted on the perimeter playing defense on luca so that was strange and then draymond taking a hard fall so you want everybody to get healthy and get cleaned up and all that stuff maybe 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 we'll see andre guadala maybe we'll get gary payton the second back I mean, if we get those two dudes back, whew, that's good. I like that a lot. A healthy Warriors team. You get Otto Porter Jr. and then you pretty much have an entirely healthy team. Uh, the only unhealthy guy would be James Wiseman. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm going to enjoy this one. And uh, <laughs> these games came fast and furious, right? Like one day between games. It was like, oh, it feels like the regular season. But now they get seven days, like I said, time to breathe for the fans and time to rest for the players. It's crazy because watching this team all year long and talking about every game and watching the ups and downs. I mean, I'm not the only one, obviously, like a lot of y'all watch every game, watch tons of games, but it really, really feels like you ride the wave of their accomplishments and their failures. You know, during the season when they didn't look good, sometimes you're just like, uh, can they really, really come together? But it was like, let's see when Steph, Clay, and Draymond play more than 11 minutes together. Remember that? They only played 11 minutes together during the regular season. The Jordan Poole that we now know and trust, he disappeared when Clay came back. He reappeared when Steph disappeared. He got his confidence back. He started clicking with Clay. He got chemistry with Clay. That's huge, those two guys playing together. And now you have a guy in Jordan Poole who can play both guard roles. He can play on ball, off ball. He can do what Steph does. He can do what Clay does. He can play their spots in the offense. And then we have a healthy Draymond. So all those things, you know, like for a while it became like a broken record. Like, you know, just wait till they're all healthy. Wait till they all get to play together again. And it's like you believed in it and you had faith in it. But it was always one of those things where it's like, am, am I wrong? Is that is that not going to be true? And, you know, it's good to see that that it is true. I mean, we should all just feel fortunate to be able to see those guys play basketball together on the court again. Them leading this beautiful game. The beautiful game that Steve Kerr brought to the Golden State Warriors in 2014. It's back. And it doesn't look like it's going to go away soon. So how about them apples? That's all I got for now. I'm rambling at this point. Uh, like I said, drunk off the emotion, but uh, maybe I'll go get drunk for real. <laughs> anyway, congratulations to the 2021-2022 Western Conference champions, your Golden State Warriors. That has a nice ring to it so far, doesn't it? That's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Lupino or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Also check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Oakland Warriors podcast. It's produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely helpful. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs.